came through dripping, drip, drip, but not like how they were talking about it on the song. I am dripping from a different area, not my wrists. What the hell is this show? Well, you made it to get wood. That's where you made it to. I'll tell you what. And welcome. And thank goodness you made it because I, I couldn't imagine us not being together for at least a half an hour a week and that this is our half an hour. Welcome to Get Wood. Oh my goodness, look at all these cutie pies that are checking in with me. Hey, wave, wave, drip, drip. Hey, you guys want to sing my song with me? I know that you do. You know that people tell me all the time whenever they hear uh, Barrington Levy, broader than Broadway, they think of me. And you know what? I would like nothing better than that to be happening out there. So come on, let's all sing together, shall we? We're going to start off with a little, a public enemy, a bam, and you say, God damn, this is a dope jam. I'm broad, I'm broad, I'm broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm broad, said I'm broad, said I'm broader than Broadway, and I'm diddling, 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 diddling myself. And it feels so good. Your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash, baby. Oh yeah, what time is it? It's time for Get Wood with Jess Wood. That's right, I'm vibrating myself because I have used the vibrator a lot this week. Uh, it was celebratory, you know? Come on. It's, um, yeah, there's nothing like a great goulash to my friend Tibby in the chat room. Uh, yeah, so I named, I gave the title for the live show, Masturbation Regulation. Birthday Masturbation Regulation. What does that mean, Jess? Why are you talking about masturbation regulation? Isn't masturbation good for you? Isn't it something that we should all be doing freely and happily with ourselves? Yes, yes, and more yes. Although, if it stops you, I'm just going to say this, as a person who it's happened to, look, this is all about, this is all about what's happened with me and me just letting you know that we all experience all this craziness in our lives and wonderment and shame and excitement and silliness and sadness. So let's get to it, shall we? Let me tell you about this week. New Year's Eve falls just a couple days before my birthday. And let me tell you something. If you would like to sit and think about your goddamn year real heavily, you know how a birthday comes along and you're like, whew, all right, what'd I do? What'd I do this year? Okay. I know I was, I know I did some stuff. I'll just go back. I'll, I'll look in the date book. I'll look in the calendar and I'll find some things to be proud of. Yes, that's what I do because it's New Year's and your birthday. And like on New Year's, people want to make resolutions. I talked about this on New Year's uh, when I was on the show on Friday night. And if you were here, you remember, I do not make resolutions. You know what I make? A gratitude list of what I've accomplished in the last year. I'm not like, you're not enough. You should fucking lose weight, fatty. Like, okay, calm down. You know all those inside voices that are getting us all the time? You're old. Where are you going with your life? You know, I don't know about what yours say, but mine kind of talk like that. And I don't know what that voice is. You know what I mean? Oh, we're going to talk about voices in a little while. But let's finish off here with the, with the birthday uh, masturbation regulation. So what I noticed was 
because it was such a heavy year, because there was so much going on, and New Year's Eve, you just left your own goddamn fucking devices, and you're sitting here, and you think, okay, I'm going to make that list, and then I'm going to walk around the apartment again. Maybe I'll take a tub. I need to masturbate again. What is happening? I need to feel the love from someone, and goddamn it, shit, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. I'm going to fucking give myself that love, and that's what we should be doing anyways. But however, it's again with the regulation. If you're missing meals because you're masturbating, if you're late to work or a phone call, a Zoom call, whatever the shit may be that you're doing right now, and you're, it's because you're masturbating, this is a problem. If you miss your bus because you were masturbating, this is a problem, you know? It's just like any other addiction. It feels so good, and we just want to do it all the time. I know I do. But, you know, there's a thing about craving, right? The Buddha talks about craving. That's right. I talk about the Buddha in this fucking show because it's a, it's a funny show and it's about stories and shit about my life. But it's also, I often compare Buddhist stories and motherfucking, yeah, real talk is where it's at, my baby. Thank you. That's what's up. I only speak authentically, but again, from my, you know, situations. Uh, so... Uh, if you're missing work or phone calls or meals because of the masturbation, slow down, slow it down. Well, I don't mean slow down the act of it. That would just take longer, wouldn't it, friends? I mean, and now when I used to be able to go on stage in front of a live audience, which, God, I miss that. I miss, And this is why I love you all, because it's, this is as live as we can get, right? So I feel the energy from you, and I get, you know, the hearts and the likes and the comments and the thing. That's all really nice. It's, uh, you know, if I was live on stage, I wouldn't want to hear a fucking word from you, because shut the fuck up, I'm on stage. But now it's a beautiful give and take. Uh, if I were on stage and you were heckling me, I would have to really get on you. And I've done that before. Like I, I once, twice, I had people leave. Men, yes, I fucking re-heckled them so they could fucking leave. Or, you know what I did one time? And I digress, but we'll get back to it. I had to speak with, uh, I, had to, I had to tell a man off. <clears throat> Excuse me, getting riled. I had to tell a man off at a comedy show because he had gotten up a couple of people before me, and he had spoken about uh, making out with women and how women don't know what they want and how they don't understand how to come. What the fuck? And he starts using the microphone as if it's a, a pussy, and he's like, come on, come on. Let's get fucking, get, you know, orgasm. And I was like, what in the fuck? And he's like violently, he's like shaking it about, like, you goddamn pussy. And... I looked around the audience and people were, especially women, were kind of, we were all making eye contact like, Jesus Christ, are we, are we in danger? This man is like beating up fake pussies on stage. And, uh, he was so awful and there wasn't a joke in it. It was just like fucking chicks and they're never able to come with this pussy. And the microphone, if you, whenever I used the microphone on stage as a dick, I was always so loving towards it. It's not a competition, but it is. So fuck that guy banging on the fucking microphone, acting like it's a vagina and telling us in the audience how you're all uptight. Slam, slam. Like, okay, sir, sir. So when it was my turn to get up on stage, 
Oh, you can believe I fucking took that shit. And I was like, sir, first of all, if that's the way you handle vaginas, you're never getting laid ever, ever. And whoever fucks you is a very self-hating woman. And guess what? I have a lot of hate for myself and I wouldn't fuck you, you fucking asshole. I go beating up the dick like that. You made every woman in here uncomfortable. Like we were all going to get date raped by you after the show. Like that was part of your act. Dude, fucking beat it. What the fuck? You fucking making us feel. And I didn't, oh wait. I didn't say beat it. I said, dude, how dare you with all of us in here, you know? Why don't you tell some jokes? Why don't you get a fucking joke once? You know, <laughs> I've been known to yell at people about not having jokes, which who can Yeah. You know what? If you're a contractor or, 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 you know, construction worker and you're out on your job and someone is, has a hammer and they're fucking thigh, 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 wouldn't you say, hey, bro, you fucking don't know how to use that hammer. Put it down and get the fuck out of here. Same with comedy. Same with comedy. But because we're all like, I'm going to get canceled if I'm mean to anyone. Fuck you. You know who I'm mean to? Whoever I want to be. Who's mean to us? I am challenging people. I don't give a fuck. You know what I once heard a white man say on stage at an open mic at comedy? He he said, and this is 2019 when he said this. Okay? Listen up. He goes, God, aren't black people just having the fucking best time right now aren't they just killing it right now like aren't they just getting everything and i just yelled out if you mean shot and killed yeah fucking idiot what are you fucking crazy like, I, I, uh, and you know there's a lot of people who don't like that i get very wrong and i don't again i really don't care those aren't my people you're my people do you hear me thank you for being my people and my persons and uh so Really, uh, to get back to the, you know, I get riled about my poos because I love my poussoir and I want to be always giving it love and I want it to know, I want her to know she's beautiful and I want her to know that she's loved and I want any man that comes near her to give her love and affection and the, and the time that she needs, really. Because if you're going to go down on a woman, uh, male or female, anyone, human beings out there who go down on each other, please take your time, will you please? It's really, it's such a generous act and it's just such an easy act. Do you know what I mean? But I think that a lot of women, a lot of us, unfortunately, are raised to think that our Pussies, our vaginas, our poussoirs, our cunts, as my mother would like to say, ew, uh, are delightful and delicious and delectable and all the D words, de groovy. And if you grew up with delight like I did, mm, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, regulate your masturbate. Uh, I masturbate like a man, not like this. That wouldn't, I wouldn't feel a thing, would I, folks? <laughs> but I do masturbate a lot. So I have to keep an eye on it. I have to regulate a little bit here and there where I'm like, God, I'm so hungry. I should not go tickle the bean again. I should make a smoothie. Ah, this is enlightenment. This is, this is when you're, well, I don't know if the Buddha would agree with me that that's enlightenment, that you choose a smoothie over masturbation, but maybe he would, you know, maybe he fucking would. So, uh, so I would say this cigarettes. I have a few a day. I'm not going to lie to you. I never lie to you. But masturbation, one to two times. One to two times. That's it. Okay? Okay. What's hardcore? <laughs> so, um, 
I wanted to talk about also so many, well, so many things. I had an amazing time yesterday on the Keith and the Girl show. If you know Keith and the Girl, please uh, subscribe to them if you haven't subscribed. If you don't know who they are, go and listen to them. They are fan-fucking-tastic. They're hilarious. They always have... Uh, comedians that they're interviewing. Uh, Keith is a comedian. Hemda is a performer as well. Wonderful people. Very funny. Very uh, hip and uh, smart. You like that? She's a hip, hip lady. Uh, and so I think that um, if you haven't, go subscribe to them. And I think that I was, uh, well, I don't think. I know I was so I was flattered, okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. I was so fucking flattered that they chose me to be the first person of the year to be interviewed. The first comic of the year to be interviewed. Your friend here, Jess Wood. I mean, come on. That's beautiful. And yeah, I have stories. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we talked a lot about uh, my stories. And they, or Hemda, really brought up the fact that uh, a couple of people in their listening audience has talked about <laughs> uh, me doing character voices. And uh, what they do is they use that thing now, you know, that that uh, very sensitive uh, I, uh, idea of, well, it's not an idea, the sensitive facts of the appropriation versus appreciation regarding cultures, regarding non-white cultures. But here's, before I get into the non-white cultures, let's get into the white cultures. When I make fun of Russian people, I get applause breaks. People hate Russia. Do you know what I mean? I get from all different types of audiences. They're like, yeah, fuck those fucking, yeah. So, and I'm, and, and it's because I think it's because uh, I'm making fun of the Russians. But here's the thing. I'm not really making fun. I'm doing exactly what I saw happen in front of me for you. So I'm reenacting, if you will, right? So uh, let's say I was at the Cyclones baseball game, which is the amateur uh, league what is it? It's not called amateur. I forget. Uh, but it's the, the smaller league for baseball and it's the local Coney Island baseball team. And so the Russians would flock to this game and they loved the Cyclones and they loved being from Brooklyn and they loved the cheering that went along with it, but they did not have the excitement or the joy that usually accompanies the, the cheering at said baseball games. So it would be like, you know, in the, you'd hear the organ like, gun, 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 and then the kids behind me would go, let's go Cyclones. Let's go Cyclones. They're going to win. They're very good. I hear, I hear the pitcher say, uh, yeah, it's, it's very fast. And so I was like, oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. So I come back and I repeat it to my people. And yes, it's enjoyed. Yes, it's a laugh. Yes, everybody. <laughs> but let me tell you that I tell a whole story about a black guy who was my neighbor, Jamal, in Hollywood. And he uh, used to call me the N-word all the time when we were chatting. And I mean 
all the time. I mean every other word. I can't exaggerate how much in, unless I tell you this story. And so I'm going to tell you the story about Jamal and I, and, uh, and then I'll tell you a couple of things that happened after uh, this uh, bit that I used to do. Okay. So you're okay. So I have this neighbor at my apartment building, his black guy named Jamal calls me the N word constantly. Right. So we're out front and we're always talking about the building. We want to, he's complaining about the building most of the time because it's a shitty building. So he comes up to me and he's a real close talker too. So he's like nickel. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, nickel, you see those goddamn, uh, uh, poles they got up nickel. They got those fucking poles up so that we can't park there. Nickel. You heard? We can't park right there. Those poles are to block us, Nickel. You heard? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. God, that sucks. And then he goes, and downstairs, Nickel, when you throw out your trash, go throw out your trash, Nickel. See if that goddamn door doesn't lock behind you. What if my daughter's down there, Nickel? You know, she could get caught down there and be like a fire hazard and shit, Nickel. You know? And they just like, because they don't trust us or something. And I was like, I know, right? God, that is dangerous. And then I wanted to get into it too with him about the building. So I said to him, Hey, Jamal, you remember when that guy was here and he was pulling up the rugs for the floor in the hallway and he had that retarded son that was sitting in the corner eating cookies all day? There's a long silence. He looks at me, he comes right up, he said, Nickel, you can't say retarded. Okay. Okay. Where do we draw the line, Jamal? Where do we draw the line? And so I told him that I was doing that bit on stage uh, and he laughed and he said, yeah, I got another nickel do some shit about me on stage too. And I was like, really? That's, that's amazing. You're such a great character. We want to do you on stage. And he goes, yeah, another white nickel. <laughs> I was like, Jamal, you just gave me like the extra fucking tag at the end. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So I tell you this story and if you've heard it before, I apologize or I don't apologize. I tell you again and you laugh again because it is a good story. So I, uh, I have often told that a bit on stage and one, one time I told it and a white comic male got up after me and he said to me, how do you not like slip up? How do you not like say, you know, the word. And I go, uh, I don't know. Cause I don't really use that word. <laughs> I say nickel much more. <laughs> so, and you know what? Two dime, two nickels is a dime. Hey. So I tell you this because it's an example of, it's just one of many examples of people whose story I tell, uh, interaction that I've had with someone who is not my race, not my class, not my sex. And I do a complete act out of that character. That's right. I do a ma magicianal, uh, complete act out of that situation. So, uh, I had a conversation yesterday, situation, conversation, masturbation, regulation. <laughs> crazy. Okay. So I, so on the Keith and the girl show, they brought up the fact that there some of the listeners did not like the character voices that I did. And I said, Oh my goodness. Wow. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I said, you know, where else I've gotten that from the moth, you know, who is the moth white people, you know, who I don't care about their fucking reaction, 
white people, you know who especially I don't care about their reaction because they're constantly fucking reacting at me? White women. Now you listen, you can say that I jumped on the bandwagon about hating white women last year or the year or whenever Trump was fucking bullshitted and fucking voted in, but no, this shit's been all my life because you know why? I was raised by the original white lady who hated white ladies. Ow! What? Yes! What? Yes! Oh, first you gotta hate yourself. That shit is fucked up. And I had to live through a long time of that stuff. And I was confused too. I was like, how come I don't, my mom doesn't like white people, but God, we look exactly the same. This is strange. But I was poor, so I was able to take the bus, so I was able to meet different types of kids, so I was able to go over to kids' houses. And who likes poor kids? Other poor kids. Damn right we do. We love each other. You know why poor kids love poor kids? Because nobody else likes us. That's right. We have to be there for each other. My little poor kids. You think I was ever invited over to some fucking rich-o house? I didn't have underpants till I was 10. No people with any kind of respect for themselves or their children would invite a child who had no underwear to their home. Now, was I invited over to the goddamn WT Whiskey Tango fucking yeah, yeah, living in a truck with their dad or maybe it's their dad or maybe it's their uncle or maybe it's their brother. I don't know. It's Southern California. Anything goes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, when I tell stories and I'm reenacting them for all y'all, I am never, and I don't have to defend this, but I just like to say this, I am never coming at you with hate unless it's a white woman impression. <laughs> then I'm usually like, I mean, how could you not be like totally just make fun. It's like so vapid and like, I mean, just the voices alone are like, I have enough to like, whatever you guys, so gross. Um, yeah, so ew, uh, yeah, so yeah, it comes up a lot. But as I told the folks on Keith and the girl, Keith and the girl, I told them yesterday, you know, and I'll tell you kids today because I thought it was a grand old thing thing is about my character work, yes, I'm going to talk like my mom. Jesse, your craft is so strong. Don't let the haters get you down. Remember what Cat Williams said? You're going to need about 20 more haters before summertime. Uh, thanks, Mom. Thanks a lot. Yes, it's true. I'm going to need all those haters. Uh, but uh, I told Keith and Hemda, and I'll tell you, uh, when I act out the, when I reenact the situations that I've been in, the adventures that I've had for the week or a couple weeks, I am, when I reenact a character, whomever it is, I'm giving them a platform and I'm showcasing them. And that's how I choose to look at it. It's not just appreciation. It's actually showcasation. That's right, Wendy Williams. I feel the need to showcase. And I think if I'm correct, you don't really hear that or see that from anybody, especially a white woman. 
<laughs> who's like, I'd like to showcase the indigenous hot guy that came at me in the line. You know what I mean? Or, I, I mean, oh my God, you guys. I do mama from across the way, and she loves it. I mean, most of the time, in I remember doing a... Um, New York Comedy Club, one of my first clubs that I ever did when I started doing comedy, and I was doing the uh, amateur African-American comedy contest, and I went up on stage and I started to do a Puerto Rican character, and this girl shot out of her seat and she goes, oh my goodness, I know you, no, like I know you, like you're my like cousin, like I've seen you and I know you, and she like ran up and then she gave me a hug, and I was like, oh, and then I looked at the audience and said, see, I know people, I have fans here, I am, I am not just some lone white chick that showed up to interject, and I'm not taking any men. Don't worry. Like I, I used to always joke about that on stage because uh, a, a, black ladies. When when I came into the comedy clubs a lot, I'm like, mm, a little teeth sunk. Hmm. Huh. Huh. So, what's this white girl doing here by herself too? Hmm. I wonder what she's doing here. And then, I, I'm, I'm gonna brag here. After I did my set on stage, hugs, loves, numbers. That's right. Friends. People want to be friends with me. Because you know what, fuckers? We're all judging each other so harshly. We are. We're judging each other so harshly. Let's relax on that shit, shall we? And let's talk about shit. Here's the thing. Um, Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to compare myself to Richard Pryor right now, but I kind of am, okay? You ready? Hold on, fuckers. Richard Pryor was once interviewed in a very somber interview, which is rare for him, and he talked about how he felt his comedy was helping to end racism. And the white interviewer man said, oh, well, what, how would you think your comedy is at all helping to end racism? And Pryor said, because it gets a conversation going. And people talk about it. And people, you know, they argue or they agree or they laugh together. You know, he said, but there's a conversation going. And the, and the way that this country is, is capitalism is the only conversation that we're all having all the time. And whenever we have a conversation that makes anyone uncomfortable, they want to yell that somebody's being victimized or that you're being a bad person. So yes, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but not the part about the comedy and the racism and the conversation. Because what I think is happening right now in the last bunch of years, this cancel culture shit, is that we're dropping the conversation. When you take out the taboo stuff, what do you have to fucking talk about anymore? And plus, how can you really say that we can't say certain things and there's still black guys getting shot in the street, Mexican, Spanish, and indigenous people dying more from COVID? Like, there's so many things wrong with this fucking country still, and no one wants to talk about it. You'd rather attack someone for their, you know, for what they're talking about. And I just say, hell no. <laughs> hell no. So... You can hang out or you can go, but hell no will I ever stop motherfucking doing that. Yeah, investigating and validating, baby girl. That is exactly right. And you have to. If we don't keep the conversation going, who the fuck is? Ariana Grande? I don't think so. 
Do you know what I mean? I'm not putting my fucking hope into Gwen Stefani. I mean, she's, you know, I love Gwen Stefani and I love J-Lo and all those gals are my peers and everything like that, but they're not doing shit. You know what else? They're getting fucking shot into their heads of like fillers and stuff. They're not even aging appropriately in front of us. And I thought we were done with all that. I mean, yeah, I had a birthday and I'm not going to fucking tell you how old I am, but fuck everybody. You know what I mean? We're still on that shit. And it's the same kind of thing. All right, speaking of birthdays, I want to shout out all my Capricorns and all that hard work you all do. God damn, that's a lot of fucking work you all do. And you don't even know if you're going to get paid for it. This bitches and motherfuckers have the goddamn faith and the fucking courage and, and charisma. Continue on. Just keep, keep, keep going. And, you know, we got to go. Exactly, mamacita. You know, Al. I am fighting this good fight, boo-boo, because this is insane. We don't have anybody to talk for us, you know what I mean? And when I hear someone who even even comes a little bit close, it seems like they're angry about shit. And I'm like, why are you so angry? I am so happy to be here. And I have to tell you what I told Keith and the girl yesterday. I am uh, uh, making a... Mm, it's a shift. You can feel it. And that's not just my titties. It's a shift, man. It's a mental shift. And you know what a lot of it is? A lot of it is letting go. Letting go of old shit. Old past bullshit that kept you feeling like you were nothing. Old past bullshit that made you feel like, you know, you didn't have a voice. All that shit. I mean, my people used to tell me, shut up, shut up, shut up. Could you imagine me being told to shut up? You know what happened to me? I had throat issues all my life. I had throat fucking infections because they wouldn't let me fucking talk that's why yeah that's right so we have to let go of that past shit and and big ourselves up and do all that stuff that they tell us to do and you know them you know you color in your coloring book baby girl you fucking go on that walk you take those pictures you do and put up some sexy fucking shots of yourself why don't you shake your ass a little bit and twerk a lot and jump around your kitchen a bit it's a fucking miracle we're all still here i know i can say that for me and i'll say that to you look at this year what a goddamn piece of fucking work it was huh and i gotta say it kind of felt like we were having to look at everything and then let that shit go it's like what are we gonna do hold on we can't hold on to it anymore babies it's exhausting if i held on anymore to the shit that these people put me through you know these caretakers well i use that word loosely the people who parented us you know what i mean like oh these motherfuckers and yeah they tried their best and all that you don't want to worry yourself with blame but let that shit go look at this gorgeous specimen in front of me mm got so far on her own, all this work by her own self. That's right. And you know how you do it, boo-boos? You know, you get a little bit of community around you. You get some good people around you. You fucking sit with those emotions. You cry it out. You fucking get angry. Oh, you howl at that fucking sky. Anything to get it out. Anything. Because they're trying to keep us down. Look at them. Look at them. Listen. Shout outs to the Capricorns. Shout outs to those strong bitches out there. And last year at this time, I just have to say, I just have to reminisce. You know how we're reminiscing about the year before, you know, the before times. That's what my friend calls it. Uh, I was in Palm Springs on a pink flamingo float, living my best life. 
bunch of girlfriends around, all from New York, California. Everybody gathered around to hang out with Katie Compa, celebrate that birthday for that girl. Hell yeah. Now, the most uh, spectacular thing that I think happened with me at that poolside was, and I'll say it and I'll say it right now, I wore gauze. I don't mean to brag, but uh, I wore gauze. Poolside. It's true. You know, a lot of girls, ladies, women, humans, witches, well, they might not admit that they had a bit of a situation under their armpit before they had to go meet some wonderful ladies at a pool. Well, a lot of women maybe wouldn't have shown up. Maybe would have worn a t-shirt, perhaps a larger sort of bandage that didn't look so disgusting at the poolside. But no, I had no fear. I had no worries. I was gauzed up, ready to go. And God damn it, I'd trade that fucking, I'd, I would trade all the gauze in the world right now to be with those girls poolside again. All the gauze in the world. Mm, I tell you. Well, kids, uh, looks like I've come to the end of my time here with you. I, it, it just flew by. I know, it just flew by. And I must say that, uh, again, if you if you can, go and try to listen to the uh, Keith McGraw, where they have me on. I don't know if it's published yet, but you can go and follow them. And uh, a friend of mine, Gabby, sent me a trailer for a documentary about punk rockers in the 80s. And I really... I really felt, because I was, I was a punker. I mean, I still am. Like, I have a mohawk, you guys. I have a fucking punker. Um, and it was an interesting thing was said on the news regarding the punk scene. And that was that our generation was the first generation to have to fear world dominant, like uh, uh, nuclear disasters. Because they had the bombs. They had nuclear weapons when we were coming up. So then punk rockers were like, we don't want to die in a nuclear war. You know what I mean? And like, I'm going to shave my head because I feel like there's a nuclear war coming. And that's legit. And I still, I feel kind of like Mad Max Fury Road going with it. Um, I'm hoping that uh, the casting here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, will decide to cast me as a Better Call Saul love interest. That's what I'm thinking. Or meth dealer. Either way, I'm getting what I want. <laughs> All right, my loves. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go. Please enjoy your day if you can. Whatever you're doing is good. If you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting anyone else, please continue to do what you're doing because you're killing it. If you can go out and take a walk for a second, that's even better. Where are you, goddamn mask, though? Jesus Christ, this is a fucking joke. Let's get out of here. I mean, look, can we look at Asia? Can we look at that and say, like, wow, they, they really fucking killed it? The, the, no, they're, we're going to just kill each other. <laughs> but, all right, uh, let's keep our heads up. Oh, this Friday, I'm so excited to tell you that uh, it's a very special What's Good with Jess Wood on location, speaking of going out of your home, I am going to go, masked up, of course, uh, to the uh, Albuquerque Art Walk. That's right. That's right, fuckers. It's a culture thing. Would you join me for some culture? 
it'll be 5.30 Pacific. Uh, oh, no, it'll be early. It'll be early. It'll be like 4.30 Pacific and 6.30 in the East because, or 7.30. I'll figure out the time of that, but I'm going to go, and there's going to be art, and there's going to be food, and there's going to be vendors, and there's going to be people, and there might even be some low riders. Okay, and so I will be there with you real time, real fun, real good. Okay? Okay. I love you, and I thank you again for showing up and being here with me consistently. Look at we can have some consistency in our lives. I'm here, you're here, we're here. Look at us. Great job today for showing up. Great job. I love you. I can't wait to see you again. Remember, you can always subscribe and you can tell your friends. And this is a podcast even on a thing. So you can go and like listen or you can send this to somebody. Please just share it. Share it in your stories. I still have merchandise for sale. If you want an easily distracted tank top, t-shirt, boy shorts, I've got them. Inquire within. Shall you? you shall. I cannot stand not hugging you in real life. As a lot of my friends out there know, I just started hugging people and then they took it away. God damn it. All right. I love you. I swear. I'm leaving now. Okay. I am. No, you hang up first. No, you. No, you hang up first. Okay. Love you. No, you hang up. Okay. Stop it. I swear.